Welcome to the Impact Exchange, a podcast where we discuss the intersection of corporate social responsibility and retail. My name is Ronnie Sage, and I am your host. On today's episode, we are talking all things community culture and giving back, and we have an incredible guest, Nathan Decker, Director of E-Commerce from Evo. I'm not going to do it justice, so Nathan, tell us what Evo is, because you guys are more than I can explain. Evo is, thank you, by the way, Ronnie, uh, Evo is a retailer based in Seattle, Washington. We represent uh, kind of the intersection of outdoor and action sports, so ski, snowboard, mountain bike. We have specific sports that we go really deep in, Um, ski, snowboard, um, surf, skate. That's us. That's Evo. Love it. So when we initially had a conversation, I was wildly impressed by the maturity of your corporate social responsibility strategy and how that incorporates your team and your culture and is ingrained as going as far as having dashboards to measure performance of your impact and how that ties back to your bottom line and how it's incorporated in your profit sharing. And it is probably one of the most mature programs I've seen from all these conversations that I have on a daily basis. And I could not wait to have you here. So welcome. Thank you very much. And it's exciting to hear that because um, we don't ever really talk to external parties about like how good are we doing with giving back. And um, you have got a particular perspective. So thank you for that. Of course. So tell us the history of Evo. Give me the, the one minute overview. Yeah, Evo was started um, in Seattle. Uh, Bryce Phillips, our founder, uh, is a kind of serial entrepreneur, um, visionary. And uh, he started, he was always the guy in college who was like selling gear and even all the way dating back to when you, I think he actually organized like a, um, <laughs> like a, like a prom dress uh, exchange program at his high school, high like way back. He's so, always been like wheeling and dealing. Um, but yeah, he, he started, um, he basically started the company by, um, he took out some student loans with those loans. He bought a house. Then he got a home equity line of credit on the house. With that money, he bought a giant group of inventory out of Whistler, got great exchange rate. Um, and then we sold it, brought it back into the States, sold it on eBay. Um, and that was kind of the start really. It was mostly eBay. Love it. And now you have over five locations. Yeah. So now we've got, yes, we've got five doors in Whistler. We have a store in Seattle, a store in Denver, a store in Portland, and a big online presence as well. Love it. So full, really fully omni-channel. Yeah. And you are out here in Chicago right now because it is IRCE and you were a featured speaker on the innovation track uh, talking through, you had mentioned a long title of omni-channel experience in how to make that innovative. Yep, exactly. Innovation. Love it. It was a fun talk. So tell us what you're doing from a corporate social responsibility perspective. Start from your core values. I know you have these eight pillars within your core values. Um, Where does CSR live within the brand? Yeah. So our we, we have, I think we have like two brand charter documents. One is our grade eight, our core values. And those are, yeah, just a set of values that we share. Communication, uh, leadership, um, authenticity, and, and credibility, those types of things. Where, where giving back comes, really comes out is in our mission, our other corporate like charter document. Sure. Um, and that those, we have three pillars. Building an iconic brand and business. We talk about Nike and Apple. Um, we, we're trying to build something like that something with lasting, like staying power. Um, number two, create an extraordinary place to work and a path for our employees. Uh, and number three, use that to give back. So it's very simple. Those three things, they create a virtuous flywheel. Amen. And you can't have one without the other. Like yep. we can't give back unless we have the first two. 
And we can't have a healthy brand of business without having a great place for employees to work. So it's, it all works together. It's simple. It's funny how simple it is when you say it. It makes sense. It's super logical. It took some time to like put that together. Like you had mentioned in our first conversation, almost five years. And to start with, you know, what Simon Sinek, start with why. And it's just that conversation is, is funny how it takes a brand who's successful to get to that and figure out kind of the why you exist, the most basic kind of so basic. nucleus of your brand. And what happens when you do do that is crazy. Yeah, I would describe it as an inflection point for our business. Uh, it was probably 10 years in when we, I think it was 10 years in when we sat down and and wrote those out in that way and published them to our employees. And we're like, this is what we're about. This is what we're doing. And since then, we've attracted a different talent pool. Um, we've retained, I think, a different set of people. Uh, it's been really interesting to see how that's helped our business uh, just click. I love it. That's that's even from, from where we sit from, in, in our corporate side of the business on shopping gift side, we just started going through that value conversation and it is awesome to be able to apply some of these concepts. You heard one of them. We actually went to dinner last night. We, we, we hosted a dinner for IRCE and part of that conversation we, we say within the company is be a best friend and lead the conversation by being a best friend to somebody. And that if you walk into the room and you're smiling and you're welcoming and you treat somebody like they're your best friend, you're transparent, you're vulnerable, and you're, you're walking in with a smile and you're excited about that. So if you come to work with being a best friend, if you go to a client and be a best friend, if you host partners like that, if you host podcasts like that, make somebody comfortable, it, it starts off the, off the relationship on the right foot. So it's exciting to see kind of this morph into a real life uh, and apply it. So it's great to see that you guys have grown based on those values. Awesome. So how do you decide? I see that you have various ways to support individuals, for, organizations from checkout. How do you decide who to support starting with your customer? Because that's part of your customer strategy if you look at that. Yeah. Well, our um, our take on giving back is it focuses on underprivileged youth. Uh, and the reason for that is it's a it's a it's our founder is really passionate about that particular cause. And so he and our leadership team has decided to make that like our key kind of cornerstone giving back initiative. Um, so we focus on organizations that um, help kids mostly help underprivileged kids get out and do the sports that we love. And through that experience uh, become more mature as, a, as human beings love to it. learn about themselves, um, to maybe get a mentor Um or somebody that can kind of help them guide through life. A lot of, a lot of these kids don't have, uh, you know, a, a strong, a many, very many strong adult figures in their life. And so we focus on those types of organizations. We've got probably, I think there are eight or nine right now that you can give to and check out. We have one focus organization. Right now that's Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So that's kind of the default. We have Carbon Fund. We see that as kind of the ante. Um, and then uh, and then the third one is um, it's kind of choose among these other nine um, partners that we work with. That's very cool. And that's a roundup program. Yes. Cool. So the one that was interesting as it relates to sustainability is the carbon fund, which offsets the footprint of the shipping. And, the uh, you know, so the customer can donate at that purchase and, and help offset what's, the, you know, the, the footprint that's happening from the shipping and the packaging and all that good stuff. Yeah. So looking at this from a employee engagement and what's happening there, tell me, tell me what you guys are doing because that's fascinating to me. Yeah, it's funny because we do a lot of different things. Um, so it's like one of the, one of the bigger, probably the, maybe the biggest aspect that we have that probably has the biggest impact is our um, volunteerism program. So every employee has a one week of volunteer paid time off. 
and they can choose to give that to an organization of their choosing. That's a nonprofit. So for example, um, we have a lot of employees that are very passionate about trail building and trail advocacy. And so we, we donate a significant amount of hours to that program because we have so many passionate employees in that space. Um, I have gone on church group retreats for a week and been able to give back in that way and use my VPTO for that. Um, and then Evo hosts a lot of events where we have team building events um, and we sponsor events like we'll have each department um, kind of self-manage. And we work with like usually those nine organizations um, where we'll go and we'll make lunches for a youth organization in Seattle. Um, and so th- that happens very frequently where we're working with organizations like that and bringing groups of our employees to um, to those different places. So then you had mentioned that you track performance almost around this as a KPI. Yeah, we do. How does that work? We do. We've got a, um, a corporate dashboard that we, um, it's like part of our management process. Every month we meet up with the leadership team across the business and we have kind of a accountability slash showback period where we go through the dashboard and there are key metrics from every department, you know, things that you would expect like, um, you know, fulfillment rates and conversion rates and traffic and return on ad spend, you know, the main key drivers, KPIs for the business. And part of that is our giving back program. And we have volunteer volunteer hours. We set goals every year. And then we have monthly targets that we hit and we report back on those. We have a person that we've, she started as a, uh, it started as a part-time role. Now it's a full-time role that manages our giving back program. And so, you know, those numbers are reported back and every department has, you know, accountability to that. I love that. So how has this changed employee retention, um, engagement? Talk to me about what that looks like. I think the the spot that I've seen it most impactful is with who we recruit. Um, I mean, what's, what's the unemployment rate right now? Like, I I don't know. Is it like, like pretty much zero? Like there's nobody available. So it's hard to recruit people. And, um, we are in a really competitive job market in Seattle. It's very difficult to attract talent. Um, but since we've articulated our vision, it's weird. Like we've, we've, we've had a few openings at the leadership level, a lot of openings throughout the business and we are able to attract. It's just, I don't have metrics on it, which kills me, but I know I can tell you that we've attracted better talent and had more talent to choose from for our openings. And I think that's probably the most impactful way that I've seen it affect our kind of employee retention. That's awesome. So if you look at the workforce, millennials are becoming the largest workforce and we are not only voting with our wallets, but I guess voting with our bank accounts, right? As we go to look for meaningful and fulfilled work. Yeah. And that when you go to work, you you know, that is super important to us as a generation and the next generation is that we feel fulfilled with that. And so this plays a huge role into the deciding factor. So it's, if you look at it and say, okay, two companies are selling the same thing and one's giving back, the customer is 87% more likely to make a purchase from the retailer giving back. Now, if that same question is asked of if the pay is the same at the same type of company and they could go to, you know, what is that stat? I don't know it, but that would be an interesting one. That would be interesting. I would love to see what that looks like. <laughs> we're I know, gonna, I know we'll where I put up. my money. Yep. Yeah. I, I could only assume. So we'll actually dig that up and I'll see if we can find a stat for the, the follow-up here. So um, do you have any specific examples of customers' responses or numbers that you could share around 
you know, how this has affected your e-commerce business by changing it, by having this and incorporating this into your uh, in, in, in innovating around this. Do you have anything that you could share there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think we can do a better job of measuring the customer impact. Um, but one thing that I can talk about is the, um, the conversion rate in the cart for those who um, uh, of the people who get through our checkout process um, it used to be around 2% would give back would check that box. Um, and now like over the years we've added, we've made that program more robust and mature. And we've had, we used to have just one option. Um, we've added check boxes. We've added the ability to kind of adjust and we've more than tripled the conversion rate. So like it used to be 2%. Now it's like over 6% of people are checking one of those three boxes and giving something back. And sometimes they're checking multiple boxes. Um, so how that affects the conversion path, I don't know. Like we haven't A/B tested suppressing it. I think that would be a really interesting thing to suppress that feature yeah. and A/B test it with and without. I mean, I know that six percent that is buying, they're making an emotional connection with our brand that they wouldn't otherwise make. Absolutely, right? They're choosing to donate a portion of their sale or whatever to um, to a charity. So yep. and, you know, and they're associating that with Evo. That's super positive, and it gets those charities exposure. So there's a lot of good happening. Um, but I have not. I have not tied it back in that uh, discrete of a measurable kind of impact and way. Cool. So as you see all these other brands popping up, right, there's these, we always talk about this on almost every episode, is that there's these D2C brands, digitally native brands. You have your legacy brands too, but everyone's, we, we joke around calling them the Instagram brands and that we're living in an Instagram brand generation because every other day there's a new competitor coming up for every single CPG brand. And it is a very top of mind approach to be impact first for these individuals. Where do you think that this is coming from and where do you think this is going? I mean, yeah, it's a generational thing. I think largely, um, it's also like a sign of a prosperous nation and economy. Like, uh, we are able to give back more because we have more like activity and economic productivity and uh, profitability, right? Like we, we wouldn't be able to give back. A lot of our initiatives are tied to performance. Um, so um, I'm kind of straying from your original question. No, that's great. But, um, I love it. But for example, our, like, we also are building product now. Evo's got a whole private label arm, and it started very small, and it's expanding. But part of that is leading with giving back. 2% of those sales uh, go, go to giving back. So we add to our, to our program with 2% of those sales. We have a little bit more margin to benefit from for that private label product, and therefore we can give back. It's like a healthy kind of thing that we do um in addition to that i think this is the thing that you may have mentioned earlier um we have a, a profit sharing program that our customers or sorry that our employees partake in um and it goes all the way down the org chart so it's not concentrated on just the ceo or just the director level group it's it goes all the way down every full-time employee uh year-long employee participates in the profit of evo and we have clear goals and if we beat those goals there's like increments so every stair step above a profitability measure that we hit everybody gets a little bit more money at the end of the year um and we added to that this is fairly recent um i think this is we've done this for either one or two years now but we added a profit sharing aspect to our bonus program that gives back to our giving back program so again with every they're like an employee in this basically like they're, they're an individual stakeholder from a a pocket exactly right so like if we crush our profitability goals because we just had a great year or we did a lot of great things um then our giving back program gets funded but with more money and like this year 
we, we had a really healthy year last year and we had this program in place and our, the person who runs our giving back program was just stoked. Like, she's like, I don't even know where I got to like figure out how to give away all this money. She's got a bunch of money to give away, you know? So it's, that's been a really, really cool, um, really cool aspect of the program. And it's, it's just like, it's baked into the operating procedure. It's baked into our success. And so it's a virtuous, kind of a virtuous cycle. The more, the better you do, the better, the more you can give. And that's right. It's fantastic. It's it's inherent to your to your whole team now, and that becomes a natural progression. I think that's a really cool concept for other potential D to C brands or anybody to partake in is having that notion that it doesn't maybe they're not sophisticated enough or in a place where they can give on every single product or can give back just a flat amount to two percent or one percent, whatever it may be, on purchase or just want to be able to give out money from this perspective. But I think it's a really great and like one of the most innovative approaches I've heard is the concept of doing a performance-based distribution. Same as that we would for any, in any of our partners or bonus plan and making the give back a bonus. That's, you know, I think it was, is it Dan Pink who wrote the book drive? Um, he's got a great little video. You sh- everyone should watch it. It's like a 10 minute clip. We'll, on, we'll add it in the article after this. Cool. On motivation. And it's animated. It's really good. But he talks about how one of the big parts of that is that there's a lot of research to support that um, people are are motivated by financial rewards to a point. For rote mechanical tasks, yes, you can motivate people with uh, and change behavior with like material kind of financial motivators. But as soon as you get into like free thinking, autonomous thinking, like knowledge worker work, if you meet a basic level of like income, you're not really that motivated by the next tier, the next dollar, the next dollar. You actually, and in fact, in many studies, performance actually gets worse, which is totally counterintuitive, but they've done this study like all over the world. Performance actually gets worse as you add more financial incentives. Bizarre. But what they didn't talk about in that video, which I think is something that we're tapping into is this like, you know, I talked about, uh, um, I talked today at Internet Retailer about innovation. And innovation, like your ability to innovate has to do with like how much you give a, give a damn about what's happening, right? Like if you care a lot about a problem and you, you see a vision for a future world, if you care a lot, you're thinking, you're ruminating, you're like always focused on it. keeps you up it, at night, right? That it, you're going to innovate, right? You're totally. going to come up with new ideas because you care. And this aspect of our profit program, I think helps people care. Like we're doing good in the world by innovating for the business. You know, it's, it's like an unlock in so many ways. It's so groovy to think about. Like it's, a trip to be able to go to work and say like we are crushing our numbers at the end of the day how much impact did we just create yeah and then everyone having a vote and stake you know a conversation at the table be like here's where we think the money should go and you got you, you express that you guys do that which is crazy we do yep so looking ahead future of impact future of giving what do you think is going to happen give me the 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 three year what do you think is going to happen with fashion with <laughs> retail with what's your what's your perspective the crystal ball i mean yeah you mentioned it earlier there's so much change happening in retail and commerce um especially with direct-to-consumer brands and amazon and um i think that giving back you're just going to see a lot more brands with that as a leading feature of the brand i mean the first company that i remember was tom shoes remember tom oh, shoes right course, yeah. um and then Mir, like the water bottles, like we, we've worked with those guys and they do a similar, have similar kind of impact. Yeah, there you go. Got right one on your, right here, baby. <laughs> got one on your desk. Um, 
you know, and th- those have been around for, I don't know, a decade now, at least I would think. Um, I think we're going to continue to see more brands like that. And as you, um, like the cool thing about direct to consumer brands is there's more margin because yep. there's, you cut out the retailer and like we're producing product as well and we have more profit to work with. And that allows companies to give back, you know, to do other things with that money. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? What can uh, listeners do to, to learn more about Eva? I mean, check out our website. Um, we're doing some great stuff. It's hard to like, we're kind of messy. Like we do a lot of stuff and we haven't quite articulated it like super it's concisely. Fun like I enjoy going to your site and looking at like the vacation stuff and the giveaways. And if you just go to the bottom of the site, you get lost in your just illustrations and like it's, it's an experience. There's a lot going on. There. I love it though. A lot. It's, it's yeah, an, no, it's, it's cool. It's great. We're a retailer. We sell great product and we have, you know, a awesome assortment, but there's a lot more that we're doing with the community and giving back and travel. Um, we're just like this kind of complicated brand that's evolved like over the collective. last 50. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Cool. Exactly. Right. Um, and one cool project that I would, I would point to is our, um, we're planning a flag in Salt Lake city. Um, so, and we're doing it in a way that's really cool. Like we're calling it this campus. So we're developing a Evo campus. Sweet. It's kind of this whole experience where you can kind of come to a hotel and stay there and like shop at Evo and eat at a restaurant, and like use it as your base camp to head up to the mountains. And it's going to be really cool. It's like, we're building it from, you know, using this old building. We're kind of going to remodel it and it'll be, it'll be really neat. I'll look for my invitation. Sweet. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. All right. Well, uh, Nathan, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. On Thanks the for Impact having exchange. me. Uh, you can learn more at the impact exchange on medium. And as always, we'll be publishing an article on medium about this conversation today follow us on medium at, at medium.com slash the impact exchange and you can learn more at evo.com thank you so much for listening i am ronnie sage your host catch you next time mm-hmm.